This is the sequence. One, one, two, one, one. Red, one, one, red, black. One, two, one, go. Who named the cats? Is that a, is this T.S. Eliot's fault? Yes. Is this T.S. Eliot's fault? Okay. That racist pig came up with all these wonderful cat names. I'm Mecca The What's real the best name cat. for a cat? Is it Mungo Jerry? Mungo Jerry is really good. I like Rumple Teaser even more, if possible. Um, I think I like Rum Tum Tugger, if that's... Yeah. Yeah. But he's like the bad boy, every man loves him guy, you know? Okay. Boy, I'm on it today, Michael. You mm. can already tell. Are we going to... We should... Spri- we should... So, Cats is going to be out soon, and once it's out, we should sprocket the cats. The cats? Yeah. (laughs) Martin Scorsese presents the cats. (laughs) I went down the uh, Shutter Island YouTube analysis rabbit hole. Oh, God. What a crazy thing. Ooh. Why did he make that movie? I don't know. Okay. It feels so not his alley. I know. This M. Night Shyamalan guy, he's got some good ideas. And then he made one of those. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, I don't either. That movie, I don't I don't know about that movie. I don't care <laughs> yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. But hey, Michael. Yes. What do you think of this movie, Mad Max, Fury Road? Well, Tucker, are we recording now? Yes, we are. Okay. Tucker. Hello. I love this movie. Okay. I think this is one of the best action movies ever made. Okay. I everything about this movie makes me excited. Okay. I I don't know. I I just it's it's such a different kind of movie in my mind than a lot of what we get out there because so much of it is just these like cool visual moments peppered in with a little like a characterization here Mm -hmm. and like a little bit of i i just i don't know i love this movie so much for the way it kind of tells its really minimal story and how it everything is kind of presented it feels like someone well actually i know for a fact that that when they started making this movie they started not with the script, but with the storyboard. And it feels like that. It feels like yeah. there's a bunch of storyboard shots here that they just realized. Mm-hmm. They were like, this looks cool. And then they went for it and then they did it. I don't know. So much of this movie just makes me excited. Michael, we're not talking about Speed Racer. We're talking about Mad Max Fury Road at the 2015? Yeah, 2015. Movie? I thought yeah. we were going to do fake Australian accents this whole recording. Michael, you lied to me. I'm, I, pa- Make you? That's terrible. Holy cow. You gotta Crikey, like... I'm sorry, mate. I figured we were gonna, gonna straight lace it. Mine was no, better no, okay. somehow. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. You gotta hug the vowels. Uh-huh. Razor blade. Razor blade. Make it. Nope. Not not Tanker. Tanker. Old drive that tanker. There we go. Tanker. Um Lovely day. Yes. It is a lovely day. This is a lovely film, I think. This Mad Max Fury Road. It's uh Yeah. What are we? What are we talking here? You know, the world's destroyed. Uh, that or Australia is just Australia. Yes, both. This yeah. is post the fires, but uh, we got Tom Hardy as Max. We'll see. Yeah. 
and uh, he's a man of few words. Yep. But he gets things done. He's a little mad. He's a little irate about this whole situation, you could say. Yeah, maybe a little, little crazy. He's got a bit of get a bit of baggage <laughs> sure. he's got going with him. Sure. Uh, um, he's a universal donor. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Michael, here's where I'm at on Mad Max Fury Road, mm-hmm. right? Which is a reboot of movies I've never seen. Exactly. Yeah. And this. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's not even that. It's a sequel. It's like a reboot sequel. I think it's still canonically like the fourth <laughs> film. Sure. Sure. But Max was Mel Gibson, correct? And now he's Tom Hardy. Now he is absolutely not Mel Gibson. That's good. Thank, thank God. Steps in the right direction. Um, yeah. Uh, I I love about ninety minutes of this one hundred and twenty minute film. Okay. And the rest is fine. Okay. But uh, by the eighteenth half hour car chase in this two hour movie. Uh, I'm fine with it. I'm okay. ready to be done. Okay. But the road getting there. Ooh. The Fury Road. Uh, the Fury Road uh, is, a, is a blast. It is a music video. It is the video game generation. Uh, hmm. This is Monster Energy, the movie. They shoot Monster Energy into their mouths, and then they go, Arr! and then they blow each other up, and it's awesome. Sometimes they even spit it right into the engine to make it go fast. <laughs> yes, they certainly do. And then he's like, you're doing it wrong. Hit the road, yeah. Jack. I'll do it. Um, yeah. I love how excited everyone is in this movie whenever anything happens. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's like that guy just died. <laughs> He'll go to Valhalla and I'll meet him there and it's awesome. And I want to do the same thing. And then they all do. And it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. And I guess I can see what you mean by the whole, like, by 90 minutes in. It feels, because it feels like the last chase, like, I think there are some things that they pepper into it that make it kind of cool, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know how, it feels a lot like the early, early chases, and it's yes. like, uh, I feel like we've hit a peak already. Yes. Which isn't to say that I didn't love that. There are parts of that sequence, you know, where they're spitting into the engine <laughs> to make it go fast, and you have the people who are just kind of, like, winding in and jump like they have the what are those the the long poles that are sticking out yes 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 like, yes there there are all these cool ideas they still put into this yes and i don't i it's just it's it's cool but uh i guess what uh i was curious as to how you felt about this movie's story okay okay biggest gripe with this movie right it's not the story, but it is the constant allusions to his daughter that I feel are completely unnecessary and just kind of are like, oh, right, he has a daughter. He has a daughter? He has a daughter or he had a daughter. It haunts him mm-hmm. to this day. But uh, And they, they do a good job with the editing because this movie is an editor's movie. Uh, yeah. It is yeah. a showcase for editing, this movie. Um, but that's... there's Oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. There's a lot of like split second, I have a daughter, no, she died, like type stuff. And it's like, Mm -hmm. this doesn't, Tom Hardy's character, Max, could just be this cypher, and he basically is, who just is kind of a good guy and is making his way through this nightmare of a movie slash environment. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't think you need the fact that he is like sad about his daughter dying to 
motivate that? You see, in that, I don't know if I agree or disagree. Okay. Okay. And that's that's kind of where I'm at because I, because he's Mad Max, right? He's mad. <laughs> yes. What's made him mad is he's clearly this traumatized character, and it's clearly a part of his characterization in a way yes like towards the end a lot of his decisions are kind of driven by not wanting to repeat whatever happened in the past with his daughter or with whoever that is and with whoever these other people who keep appearing to him in visions are uh this is maybe one of those things where maybe it would have been better if i had seen the other three mad maxes beforehand sure because maybe it's explained there he drives the tanker yeah but at the same time i I could see where it's like, we get it. He's got this mysterious daughter character. Yes. Um, he's traumatized. We we understand that. Yes. Uh, it feels weird to some degree that there are these references to some past event that are never really elaborated on. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know if I want them to be elaborated on. Yeah. Because like. And this is, and I, and I was thinking about this the other day. So much of this movie feels like it feels like they're doing all of this world building and stuff like that. They're really going in to try to, you know, detail this crazy Australian hellscape. Yes. As opposed to the normal Australian hellscape, and right. at the same time, though, it doesn't feel like they're filmmaking or writing to Wikipedia articles the way a lot of other fantasy films might be. Yeah, the, I would go so far as to say there isn't really any internal consistency. Uh, uh, like, it's world-building, but not to create a world. It's just to give everything some weight in this. Because, like, they got to go get fuel, so they drive a bunch of cars to go get fuel. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, this whole... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't really like I get... hold up. Right. But, I mean, at the same time, there's this, you know, everything from, like what every character is wearing looks yeah. very intentional. Right. Every little piece of the war rig right. looks intentional. And it's awesome. Yeah, and it's great. It's a sight to behold, this entire movie in that sense. Yes. Yeah. It it feels like there's a lot of intention and things like that, but at the same time, you know, George Miller is not sitting down thinking, well, what is this going to do to the Mad Max extended universe? <laughs> right. The canon. Hmm. We really got to think this through, you guys. Uh, yeah. Let's consult the Mad Max Bible. <laughs> um, so at the end of this whole conversation, then, I guess my point is maybe there's a version of this movie where I'm like, I wish we got more of the daughter. Like, mm-hmm. I wish Tom Hardy was characterized more. But then you have a character like Furiosa, who is also obviously grappling with a lot in her brain mm-hmm. but we don't see it and i don't think we need to like the movie isn't set up that we need to have these backstories for all these characters and i don't think it's required even for the main character in this yeah sense. well i mean and that in the same argument i don't even know if max is the main character here true true I, he feels as though he's a vehicle more for furiosa <laughs> than he is his own it's like a plot device he's a cog in the machine yeah. that keeps things moving. well exactly exactly it's like yeah. we have mad max here you recognize the name, Mad Max. <laughs> yeah. We happen to be like this catalyst for this big event. And even right. then, he's not really the catalyst. He's more of just like dragged along and, along and helps <laughs> literally. it. Yeah, yeah, literally. And just kind of helps it get across the finish line. Right. Um, 
because yeah, it's it seems as though so much of this is just Furiosa's yeah. story. It's her agency. She's the one who drives the war rig out on its own. She's the one who starts this movie long car chase. <laughs> it's true. And she uh she is just as good a main character as Max is, or better, like you were saying. But yeah, like Absolutely. I was never wanting Max to be a bigger part of this movie or anything. Like he is just yeah. enough of a character that I'm like, Oh, Max is here, it's gonna be fun. And then yeah. the movie can move on. And Yeah, and it feels like honestly the same with Furiosa, because I I feel better that we don't have like a Furiosa flashback sequence or something where she's remembering the green space. Right, right. Remembering these good times as a child, and this is what we're going for, and this is what she's promised these people. I like how it just kind of, these like, this information just kind of gets doled out in the day to day conversations as they're on the road towards this green place that doesn't even exist. Yeah. And I like how they explain that away pretty easily. They even foreshadow what happens. Yeah. And when you get to the big reveal, it's like, it's just this moment where they say every, like, they tell you what happened, but without having to go into this wild, um, we're, we're not slowing things down for backstory and we're not really slowing right. things down for, for flashbacks or anything like that. Never becomes the Star Wars prequels or something where it's got to do like, and this is the history of this thing or something yeah. and someone has to explain it to someone else everybody gets it everything's sad everything's mm-hmm. dead we're doing the they best give you a can. little bit of like yeah and they give you like a little bit of exposition in the beginning like yeah some horrible international event thing happened and now australia is a desert i love what does it say like our bones are poisoned or something yeah something like that yeah. that gets it across real good real quick oh yeah yep. yeah yep God. And then, yeah. That first 10 minutes is a trip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, this is what this looks like. Ain't this crazy? And it is crazy. Yeah. It's very yeah. crazy. Or mad. Do you have a. So, do you have any, like, favorite parts? I'm curious. What's, like, yes. your favorite. Yes. Because yes. we're, if we're talking action movies and stuff like that, are there any crazy stunts or something that's pulled off that is, like, favorite? Okay. Um, one of my favorite aspects, and this will lead to your question, I swear I'm not just completely ignoring your question. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite aspects is, and it's tied to the world building, is how there's these different groups or clans, and they don't really do much to introduce you, and some of them don't have any dialogue, but you immediately know exactly what which clan is which and like what's going on and why they are the way they are which leads to to my my favorite uh stunt i think is when the motorcycle gang is like Mm -hmm. doing the jumps over the rig and throwing bombs down at it and it just looks so cool and you Mm -hmm. know they probably actually did some of that because there's not that much cg in this movie from what i understand yeah yeah so it's like dang this is cool yeah no and i get that yeah like uh, cause that's, that's, I think up there for me too, but you get like the, uh, the, you have the initial chase that, and it, I, I kind of love it cause you, that's when you start seeing like the cars flip over and like yeah. fall into ditches and start rolling around and things are like blowing up and it's just like, oh shit, we're like, here. Oh. This is what's happening. Um, but there's the part that's always kind of stood out to me visually and stuff like that is maybe one of the slower parts where you have this like 
you have the guy who runs the bullet farm. Okay. Right? Which is a freaking awesome name for <laughs> whatever the hell they do. Bullets from and, the bullet farm. Yeah. And he's got this, like, Mustang mounted on tank treads. Yes. And he's just driving after them through the swamp because his is the only vehicle that can. Right. And he's all like, I'll go finish this myself and whatever. And he's just shooting wildly at them. Um, and everything's all blue, but like that bright nuclear blue in a way. Okay. Uh, he gets blinded by the shot. So then he just gets, he, he gets blinded by the sniper rifle, which is its own cool scene because it's, it's like Max can't hit the, can't hit the tank mustang thing right so he gives the rifle to furiosa and she just balances the rifle on his shoulder and hits it with the like the last shot but then you get this shot of like the this this view of the tank of the of the bullet farm guy he's got these like twin submachine guns Mm -hmm. and he's got like the cloth over his eyes so he's blind and his arms are like outstretched like he's crucified or something and he's just shooting wildly and he's yelling faux scripture or something yep it's yep. just this insane bullshit sequence, and I love it so much. Yes. And this I is don't know. just one of 30 of that type of scene in this movie <laughs> where it's just like, dang. Yeah, exactly. They went for it. Yeah. Yeah. I love also, uh, it gobsmacked me in the theater when I saw this movie, is that just that shot of the caravan entering that giant storm. Yeah, end. yeah. And the the vehicles are all just like tiny little things, and there's this giant, crazy looking storm coming down. Wow, mm-hmm. that was cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, it just so much of this feels like concept art that they went for. And right, did. right. Like Make this real. Did it? He said. Yeah, yeah. I love the uh, the bug with the the VW bug with all the spikes coming out of it. Just all the, I mean, we could just go down and list awesome vehicles in this movie for the next 10 minutes, like the guy yeah. with the guitar that shoots the Yeah, guitar truck guitar. is so, like in the introduction of that too, because you get that like, that drum beat going, that do 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 while it's being lowered and they're drumming and then you get the guitar guy and he's just wailing away and there's like fire shooting out of it. It's like. He's psyched. Yeah. Oh. Ah. Yeah. I love this movie so much. Okay. And there's like scenes where the soundtrack is just that, where it's literally this like insane soundtrack they make themselves when they're on mm-hmm. the war path Ooh. yeah yeah good stuff this movie's all yeah. right i love this movie I don't yeah know. this movie's really good yeah and then there's and then throughout all of this i i think there's this approach to the narrative and we've already kind of talked about it but i kind of want to go back to the fact that so much of this is just an action sequence where they put the narrative literally into the action sequence like there's no real there are a couple moments you know where they slow down to talk to one another but really a lot of the actual development for the plot and a lot of the character development is happening in the middle of like car chase car chases and explosions and and a lot of it is communicated in the way that you know the way the characters kind of interact with one another while they're while they're in this terrible situation yeah and while they're in these car chases and stuff like that, like there's like one of the ones that stands out to me is, is, you know, where they're driving through the pass and I don't know if it's when they're driving through the pass or as they're out of the pass, 
or it's some it's somewhere in that earlier part of half of the movie where after Max has disarmed all of uh, disarmed Furiosa and the woman that Furiosa was trying to smuggle out of the the weird cliff place yes um Max gives her a shotgun and it, it's like this moment where you feel like okay we've accepted like I like I'm I'm trusting you now kind of thing there's this right. more like an equalizing moment and even before then there's also this other moment where Max is disarming her and everything like that and then he leaves to go do something in the back of the truck and you get this reveal where Furiosa just like slides the knife out of the yeah yeah, yeah like yeah. the 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 shift stick Check and that shift stick yep yeah okay. and it's like like yeah cuz it comes and it gets used later but here it's like this moment where it shows you know if she she could have probably still you know killed Max Shank. if she really really wanted to yeah she still had a weapon within reach she is a weapon and they're like, it's just, there are these moments, though, where they tell you the characters and stuff like that. And it tells you about the characters. It tells you about the development. Kind of see their relationship grow after that. It's just, I I don't know. I love so much of it. Counterpoint. Mm. Or not really a counterpoint, but uh, along that same reasoning, I think the scenes of just people talking to each other aren't super great. Generally. In this Generally. Movie. Um, like there's the part where they go to the, where they think the green place is and there's all the women and mm. I, I like what's happening in that part, but that's 10 minutes of just people kind of sitting around talking and mm-hmm. I don't feel like it adds much because it's only really leading up to, uh, probably the dialogue scene I like the best, which is where he convinces them to turn around and go back, which is kind of, it didn't feel like it was building on any of the previous 10 minutes of dialogue. It just kind of... Mm-hmm was like the big moment yeah yeah i and i i do agree with, i don't know if it's like it didn't i don't think it hurt the film for me but at the same time yeah it definitely feels like it's it slow down it slow downs a bit and doesn't necessarily have the same appeal as yeah so much of what's leading up to that i do like some of the visual stuff happening there yeah you know they talk about the satellite going overhead yeah it's like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. we're we're a postmodern world. It's like this was our world, and that they've nuked and turned into this crazy, stupid desert. Yeah. And there's like, I love that blue that kind of settles over everything. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a shot where you have Nux, I think his name is the the war boy who's switched sides to hit to Max right. and Furiosa, and he's with the uh, he's with one of the women that they rescued from. Or that they were escaping from the Morton Joe or whatever the old guy's name was. Okay. I'll and, take your word for it. Yeah. Right. But like you have those two together and they have a lamp and it's like the only light there and it's there in like full color and everything against this darker blue, nuclear blue thing they have going on. Yeah. As the backdrop. And I really liked a lot of that. Okay. Even if it did feel like a weird shift in pace from car chases that kept going on. Yeah, and like explosions and all the violence and things that were that make this movie so much of what it is. Yeah, like there's a, I don't know, there's like a, 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 a Tucky tired. There's like a thing that maybe I'll think of the word as I'm talking about it, right? Where the first two thirds of this movie are this just constant propulsion constant Mm -hmm. momentum because literally the characters are trying to get somewhere as quickly as possible 
and then the last third hits a wall because the characters do and as a viewer i'm not that into it but it is kind of interesting how it kind of mirrors what the characters are going through where everything just stops and then they do have to make the decision to go back into exactly where they just came out of so you do get a scene that mirrors the beginning of the movie because they're going right back into it uh this movie's like a mirror man on itself you know what i'm saying max is all of poetry it rhymes it rhymes with itself we went a little too far in a couple places uh and so it's hard for me to pick it apart too much but personally, I did kind of just, I just lose interest a little bit towards the end of this okay. movie. Okay. And I think that's fair. How do you feel about the resolution, though? Not a big fan, honestly. Like, it's fine. I get what they're going for. It's nice. It's cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I'm not all, like, filled with joy or something that they're back and now there's water. Because mm-hmm. there's water for the people below the cliffs i don't know like they don't they give you just enough to know hey things are going to be okay and then the movie ends but mm-hmm. and max goes back into the crowd and he's back on out into the wilderness the lone wanderer yes a road warrior but uh, you, uh mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's not a good characterization of max if we want to break it down that way because he's back where he started right but i don't think Again, I don't know how much of this movie should have been is really Max's story. And at the same yeah. time, I don't know if... Like, we get a little bit of development from Max. You know, he's willing to put his life on the line to help Furiosa. Yeah. And help the other woman from the uh, that one clan. I just feel like if you made a sequel that takes place directly after this movie, you could have Max follow basically the same arc again. And that's... And I think that it's very possible that's the case, but at the same time, I don't know if we should judge Fury Road by that. Yes. I'm just talking... That's just me saying I don't think the ending is very fulfilling, I guess. Okay. Like, I don't have a problem with that arc at all in this movie. Other than that, it doesn't really go anywhere. Well, I mean, the other thing that kind of... I don't know if I actually... You see, I kind of like it because I don't know if I could have seen Max... Based off of what we get from this movie, I don't see him being the type of character who really gets a happy ending. Yeah. And this is as close I, as we'll get. Yeah. For good old Max. And as far as it seems as though the franchise, this makes the franchise more about Max being a witness to some other crazy part of this horrible post-nuclear world. Yeah. And in that regard, I'm okay with him wandering off if it means that we just get Max now involved in some other episodic shenanigans. Sure, sure. At some other weird desert town down the road. Which sounds like that's the plan, so. Oh. Is there talk? Is there hubbub? There's hubbub. I guess George Miller has plans for two Mad Max movies and a Furiosa movie. Oh. Isn't he old, though? Yeah, he is. And okay. it's also worth keeping in mind that it took almost 20 years for Fury Road to get off the ground, so. <laughs> but we're glad it did. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's, it's, and then honestly, the, going into why it took so long, it's crazy because there are so many, like, moments where, like, we're going to go shoot here, but then the Iraq war happens, and we're going to go <laughs> shoot here, but there's a freak rainstorm, and suddenly there's flowers in a desert, yeah. and things like that that just kind of forced it into development hell, but. 
So who knows if the sequels ever happen, but yeah. there's plans. Hmm, just like Avatar. There's always <laughs> plans. Yup. There's always Except sequels. Unfortunately, floating. we might get those ones. So. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, Michael, any final thoughts, I guess, before we hit some notes? I don't really have any final thoughts. I don't know. I This movie is one of my favorite movies, I think, and I'm glad we got to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... It's kind of hard to talk about, really, because it is such a visual film. I feel like it would be very easy for us to just be like, remember the part with the cool thing that looks cool? We could yeah. do that. Uh, There's, like, people on stilts. <laughs> yeah, there swamp. we go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He writes the little smiley face on his neck cancer tumor. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, uh... Uh, real quick, Michael, what did you think of him? A who? War boy guy. Uh, our our little heel turn, or I guess our face turn. Ooh. The uh the Nux, the war boy who whose plot kind of turns around and he dies the hero. Yes. I liked him. Okay. I think he had an interesting. He had a cute little arc, you know. Yeah. I don't. He goes from being this like indoctrinated war boy to. That kind of changing around because he learned to love, man. <laughs> I don't know if it's like the strongest or most believable of like turnarounds, but yeah, you know, at the end of the day, I was still kind of bummed that I, I, I felt like his sacrifice at the end had weight. Yeah, yeah, he's a good foil to Max as far as mm-hmm. people caught up in this nightmare two-hour hell ride that they're on, and he's making things yeah. happen by accident, and then that affects the plot. Yeah, Uh, I felt really bad, and I actually felt bad for him too, because there's that part where he gets recognized by Morton Joe, and he's on like his monster truck, and Morton Joe gives him the gun, and he's like, "No, kill Furiosa or whatever," and sprays the chrome in his face, and he's like, "I'll take you to Valhalla myself," and it's like this big upswelling moment for him because this is like, this is the martyrdom he wants, right? And then he just gets his chain caught in the truck or something, and it's really embarrassing. Poor guy. I felt for him. It's like, that's so sad. Poor guy. I agree. He was noticed, but then he was also noticed. They witnessed him, senpai. Aw. All right, Michael. Give me with some notes. Dude. I know you uh, a lot of what I wrote we actually talked about, but okay. there's this line where he's like, I am the one who runs from both the living and the dead that's pretty and i think it's a cool line even if it doesn't really carry as much (laughs) i don't know if it carries as much weight in this movie sure um so when you get the moment where they're shooting flares off and that's how they talk to each other yeah so you get these like long shots of flares being popped off in the desert yeah and i think that looks really cool um the politics of it i think are kind of cool too where you get these different like clans that are I don't, yeah, like it's clear it's just an alliance of convenience of some kind because they don't necessarily like each other. Right, right. Um, and like the individual characters I think are really cool, but we kind of talked about that. The big, um, the rich guy with the nipple clamps or whatever. Yeah. What a design. I, I wrote guy, I wrote Gastown Guy twiddling his nipples as a note, actually. Because <laughs> it's so, yeah, yeah. They took. They maybe take it too far with that particular character. I don't know. It's a yeah, little cartoonish, maybe. but um, it's fun. I like how much of this feels 
feminist in a way, even? Like, the way you have Furiosa kind of be an even match for Max and actually probably be better than him at this whole yeah. crazy wasteland survival game. With and one hand. Exactly, yeah. And then that kind of brings these other things, like, you know, they present this character with a disability who's able to be this very strong, independent person who clearly has their shit together and is actually probably one of the more resourceful people within this desert. I think that's kind of cool to think about. Um, I wrote down a bunch of words that people were saying because I thought they were really cool. Should I put a reverb and echo on them when you say them? Sure. Do it. War rig. War rig. War rig. <laughs> Bullet far. Bullet far. Bullet far. Imperator. Imperator. Immortan Joe. Immortan Joe. Immortan Joe. Gas town. Gas town. And that's what I got. But they're like beautiful. cool. But they're all like really cool. Like they're they like the the language they developed for this place is just sound it's kinda neat. I don't know. It is. Um I love the color palettes. Mm-hmm. I love you like that orange? blue. I like the orange. I like the blue. I think they both work out really well. Yeah. Um, the guy from Bullet Town, or not Bullet Town, the Bullet Farm, who has the tank Mustang. Yes. Pulls a fucking bullet out of his teeth and loads yes. his gun with it. Yes, he certainly does, Michael. <laughs> I, that's, yeah. That is a good yep. thing that happens in this movie. <laughs> And then just afterwards, the Mustang, I wrote Mustang with tank treads, because you know that's just something someone was like, what if we gave a Mustang tank treads, and then they did it. It looks cool. It does, though. I love it. And they had like the searchlight on it. Yeah. It makes sense in a weird way. It's like, oh, okay, I could see somebody putting this together in Mad Max. Yeah. Uh, And I think the... They picked the perfect time for Max to reveal his name is Max. Can you refresh my memory? So, like, the entire movie, uh, Max does not tell Furiosa or anyone what his name is. Oh, they call yeah, him yeah, fool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's not until the very end when Furiosa is dying that Max is like, my name is Max. Aww. And it's like, oh, now we're at this, like, that's, like, the final, I think, like, point where, okay, now they're friends. Like, they <laughs> care about each other. Max cares about Furiosa, really, and... <laughs> <laughs> do you, know, you ship but, them michael i don't i think that would ruin it okay. but but like it's just it's, i think it's a cool moment like this is now we're at the point where he's he's comfortable with her yeah. like that yes it's and a, nice it's a good character moment on that whole thing so that's that's kind of what i got no wise nothing really like crazy or or something i guess gaston guy twiddling his nipples but. hell yeah yeah, this is a movie you should see with your eyes in a theater if possible. Yeah. Um, Turn the volume way up. Yes, please do. Uh, Michael, you know what that means? You know what time it is? It's ranking time. Put the Ristar music. Sorry, the Rista music in there. Uh, this is our list of every movie from uh, worst to best I'll go. Because it's more suspenseful that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, we have as the worst movie, The Pacifier, followed by The Incredible Hulk, The Polar Express, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, uh, Fast Times at Richmond High, Hard Target, 
The Secret of Nim, Iron Man, The Matrix, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, The Nightmare Before Christmas, The Witch, and the number one best movie of all time, Raw. But is it, Michael? But is it? But is it? You see, and that's what I wanted to float by you. But is it? Would you feel comfortable putting Fury Road at the top? Yes, I would like to put a movie I like a lot over the over Raw. Okay, all right. So I, I, as this sounds like, okay. So is we, this our quake? Calling, this might be our quake. Ooh, I think this is our quake. Ooh, Mad Max. Movies are good. Fury. Oops. Okay. Mad all Max right. Fury Road is the best movie of all time. Because it looks cool. Oh, one thing I wanted to mention. I didn't take mm. any notes, but I would like to throw this in there. Oops, I just broke my pop screen. Um, oops. <laughs> I love how basically no runtime of this movie is played at speed. Everything is either slow motion or sped up. Like it's someone was always fiddling with the dial on this movie. Yeah. And I love it. And it happens within like a moment's notice too. You have moments that are slow and then just sped up it's and then like, slow. And sometimes it's the same shot. Like there's that scene where the cars are driving at the camera. Yes. But like the, you can tell they turn the speed up on the clouds up above. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah, yep. 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 I, I know, know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. yep. It looks kind of goofy at the very beginning when he's running from the dudes and it looks like a, uh, like an old movie or something like a sound film where they're just mm-hmm. like moving crazy. But hey, I'm not going to tell him how to make his movie. They did a good job. Yes. Yes, they did. And that was Mad Max Fury Road. I'll drive that tanker. 